In the last video, I talked about a record that had a great song that Joan Jett and the Blackhearts covered, but was that the only cover song on that record? Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch, and I wanna welcome you to My Life Through Music, where I talk about the music and the songs that were either there or describes important memories, emotions, feelings, events, and people in my life. And this next song that does that is coming from the same album as the song from the previous video that I did. And the name of this song is, the, it's the title track to that record called I Love Rock and Roll. Again, by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, released in 1981. And the thing that I love about these two songs and all of the covers that she does is that she stays close to the originals. She keeps the integrity of the originals, just like many other artists do. But when she does it, she adds that bite and that rock and roll attitude that only she can bring. And I absolutely love that. And I didn't know at the time that this was actually a cover. I had no idea. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if many others knew it too. Um, later, I would learn that the Arrows recorded it in 1975. But it really didn't matter because this song took the country by storm and it was so popular. I mean, everybody was listening to it and it was, it was so good. And it was on everything. And I, I had the record, as I mentioned, I had the record for a short time when a friend of mine, he loaned it to me. And that's how I discovered Crimson and Clover through that record, listening to it. But I had to give it back because, you know, I borrowed it and uh, he wanted it back. And so when I gave it back, I didn't have that immediate access to those songs anymore. But it hardly mattered because, as I said, it was so popular at the time. It was always on the radio. I mean, rock stations were playing it, pop stations were playing it, and they were playing it all the time. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little sarcastic here. On Sundays, on Sundays from at least Arizona time, from 8 a.m. to 12 Pacific, there was this little radio program called American Top 40, hosted by Casey Kasem, the one and only, the icon. And what he did was he would take, you know, Billboard's, you know, Top 40, he would take from 40 all the way to one and he would count them down and he would play them all. I think he played them all. I don't think he skipped anywhere. I think he played every single song, 40 all the way to one. And every now and then, in between, you know, counting them down, he would have this thing called a long distance dedication. And what that was, it was usually a, um, somebody would write in a letter and they would describe a situation where they are apart from their loved one, whether it was a, a husband, a wife, a child, a mother, father. Um, there was some distance caused by maybe work, maybe the military or you know, many other things. And what they would do is they would either ask 
Casey to play a song or they would let Casey pick a song. And, you know, when he read these letters, you know, he, it was so heartfelt and it was so touching that it made, it made the show pretty cool because, you know, you would get the story, you'd get the background and right before he'd play the song, you know, he'd say their name and then he'd say, here's your long distance dedication. And, and it was cool. It was very cool, very touching. But getting back to the song, I Love Rock and Roll, that song went to number one and it stayed there for seven weeks. And I believe it was on the charts for like 20 weeks total. So you're talking like five months, give or take. And so it was everywhere. That's how popular it was. And I don't think you could understand how popular it was unless you were actually there, man. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. And by this time, I had my first boombox. We called them boomboxes back then. And it was a gift, a Christmas gift from the previous Christmas. And I had it and it was cool. Um, it was it was everything you needed, you know, at that time. I mean, it had a radio, it had a carrying handle, it had two big speakers in the front. It was your typical boom box. And it had a, a tape deck in it as well. But the coolest thing, besides the fact that it was loud, was that you could drop a blank cassette in there and you could push play and record at the same time. And when you did that, it would record whatever was on the radio. So if you were listening to the radio at the right place at the right time and you heard the song that you, you liked, you could actually record it from the radio. And you could have it and you, you can you know, rewind it and play it over and over again. Now, it would get kind of messy because, you know, the DJs, you know, doing their jobs, they would talk into the song, you know, you know, introducing the song or saying something about it or just announcements, whatever they were doing. And then they would talk on the back end a little bit. But the, the most important thing was you had the song. You had the song. And what you could do is on the um, inside of the cassette, it came with, uh, a lot of them came with this paper, uh, kind of like an index card, similar. And what you could do, you could take it out and it had A and B. And what you could do is you could actually write down what songs you had recorded on there. And so you had some type of organized, you know, catalog where you could find your songs. And I had stacks of these blank tapes where I had recorded songs off the radio and I had it, you know, nice and neat and organized and I could just grab a, a cassette and find a song that I liked and I can go to it, um, you know, and play it. And I had it. And that's the, what was the most important to me was having the music. But uh, what I did was, besides listening to this radio all the time, this boombox, is I took it to school with me. And our school was probably a five minute walk from our house. It was due west. And you had to walk between the roping arena that I described in uh, the very first video. And next to the roping arena was this church. And you would walk between the two and then you would catch this road and you'd walk down the road and you'd cross the street and then you would actually be in the playground of the elementary school that we went to. And I'm talking fifth grade 
at this time. And what we would do is my brother and I, we'd get there, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes early. And at the corner where we, we would enter the playground, there was a set of swings. And that was kind of like the hangout, you know. We would, you know, I'd have my radio on. And it would last <laughs> as long as the batteries would last. And I think it took six D batteries. I could be wrong. Maybe eight. But if you played the radio, they would last longer. But if you played the tape, uh, man, it wouldn't last very long. And you, could, you knew when the batteries were getting ready to die because the tape would slow down and it would sound funny. And you just knew that they were, they were dying. But we'd hang out there and... Sometimes we'd hang out. Sometimes I'd go play football or soccer with the guys. And then when the bell rang, we'd go inside the classroom. And the teachers would actually let me keep the radio with me. Um, as long as I wasn't disruptive or played it you know, during class, they were cool with it. And um, they, the teachers were loving the song as much as we were. I mean, they were down. They were digging it. And one day, my homeroom teacher, she came up with this idea. And what we would do is, um, on a certain day that she planned, she would have um, my buddy, I think it was his record we actually played. She had him bring in the record, I Love, I Love Rock and Roll. And at a certain time that she designated, we would all stand up and we would file around to the door. And in these classrooms, at least these, you had a door that would allow access into the adjacent uh, classroom. And so you had our fifth grade class and you had another fifth grade class. And I wanna say there was a third fifth grade class. There might've only been two, but for sure there was one right next to ours. And what we did was she grabbed the record and she had us file into their classroom right in the middle of class, right in the middle of class. And we circled the entire classroom with our backs to the wall, all facing the middle of their classroom. And while we were doing that, um, our teacher would put the record on their record player and she dropped the needle and the song started and we all started like, slapping our, 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 our legs and clapping to the beat. And if you know the song, you know what I'm talking about, that beat. And then we sang the song. We sang this song right in the middle of their class. We, just, we disrupted everything and we sang that song all the way to the end. And we all knew the song. We all knew the words because it was so popular. And so when the song was over, our teacher just took the record off and we got in a line, went back into our classroom, and we sat down like nothing happened. And it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of things like that. And our teachers, you know, they were very interactive with us, you know. Uh, that's just one example of many things that we did, you know, and there was a camaraderie, and there was kind of like a, a rivalry between the classes, but it was all in fun. And I just hope that Students today get that, you know, I, I really do because it was fun, but you know, we also learned not only book stuff, but we learned stuff outside of the classroom, life stuff, and it was really cool. Um, you know, did you have any teachers like that 
You know, what grade was it? Um, did you do something similar with music like that? Um, what song, was there a song? Was there a song that captivated a society like this one did? You know, um, what was it? And what did you feel about it? How did it make you feel? What did you think about it? Um, I didn't know that this was a cover, like I said. And, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, I was doing some, some research and just kind of putting some notes together. And as I was doing that, I learned that the, uh, one of the co-writers of the original um, recently passed away. And, you know, I was saddened by that because the song was a part of my life, still is, uh, especially at that age. But I just want to say, I, I just want to take the time to say quickly that I love and I respect and I appreciate everyone who's involved in making music, um, whether it's behind the scenes, whether they're actually on stage performing. Um, I appreciate everything that goes into making music because music has done so much for me and it continues to do uh, so much for me. And it's sad when you find out that one of these individuals who contributed to you know a song that was such a part of you um, has has left us, and even though they're gone, their songs and their music is always with us, and that's what I love about this. That's what I love about this, and that's why this song is where it's at in my my life through music playlist, and I'm gonna put the links to both of these songs down below so you can go right to them and you can listen to them and you can compare and you can contrast and you can find out what you love about each of these songs because they're both great. They're both great. And in the next video, I plan on telling you how lugging that boombox around really helped propel me deeper into my music listening experience. And as always, I appreciate your time and I really look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thanks a lot.